Goal setting or some version of goal setting like OKRs is probably the most important thing. The first maybe two quarters that you set OKRs, you'll get them wrong. If you set a goal, that means that other things will not get done. And you have to be very explicit about that. Hi, I'm Paul Berger, founder of CircleCI. I'm Edith Harba, CEO and co-founder at LaunchDarkly. And you're listening to To Be Continuous, a podcast about continuous delivery and software development. You can get in touch with us anytime at our Twitter handle, at ContinuousCast. The show is brought to you by Heavybit. To learn more, visit heavybit.com. And while you're there, check out their library, home to great educational talks from other developer company founders and industry leaders. This week's topic is goal setting. Right. So last week and, and the week before, we talked a little bit about various things where we touched on goal setting. So in the episode where we talked about how to scale from from your your small team to, to, to a larger team, I think that was episode 25 maybe, we very slightly touched on, on OKRs. Uh, but goal setting or some, some version of goal setting like OKRs is probably the most important thing that your team needs to do. That That's sort of not exactly intuitive, especially if you're an engineer. And then last week we touched on personal productivity, and I think we mentioned the, the Pomodoro method. But goal setting on a daily or weekly or monthly basis is also like this super powerful technique. Yeah, so I, I'm actually a huge proponent of goals. I think the reason why I'm a huge proponent of goals is that if you don't set goals or objectives, mm-hmm. people, including yourself, will do everything but the most important thing. Right. So uh, to me, I explicitly say these are the two or three yeah. things we need to get done. Yeah. And but then people usually, and even I say, well, what about the 20 other things going on? It's like, well, if we don't get these three things done, yep. the other 20 don't matter. Right. But of course, if we don't do the other 20, the three things don't matter either. So like, if the servers don't stay up, then the new feature is kind of pointless. Well, all right. So you have to set some bedrock ones. Like, mm-hmm. like So what do you think are bedrock goals? Um, for, for a software product, you mean? Um, well, it, it, it has to stay up. Um, I guess you, you have to answer customer support. You don't. Okay. I guess you don't. I mean you can I mean I don't say that flippantly. I mean you can mm-hmm. do stuff like um stagger your response times. Yeah. You, you you could choose to deprioritize answering people on Twitter. Yeah. 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 I mean so like so what you just said, we have to answer customers' questions. Okay. Yeah. In what time frame right, right, and right, at right, what right, depth. Right. Yeah. And of course we can always say like, you know, have an auto reply saying it's answered in the docs. If it's not answered in the docs, raise an issue here, and we'll ship it in the docs, or you know, something along those lines. And this 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 sounds very harsh, and I'm not advocating yeah, that no, you me, always me, do me this. Neither, but, but I understand what you're saying. But, but it's definitely a dial you could turn. Like um, right. when I was at TripIt, at one point we got completely overwhelmed. Um, it was before I joined, so they got overwhelmed by tickets, mm-hmm. and they just did not answer about. I think some thousands of tickets. They they just declared inbox zero on them. They just so I would be looking at tickets later, and there would be a noted in backlog, mm-hmm. and that just made, basically they closed it with no response. Okay, and then they did a big project to get back to where they could respond within a decent amount of time. Okay, and they just sent out a thing to everyone saying sorry, we can't, we're underwater, or or they sent nothing. Uh, this was before I joined, so but we did get back to the state where we did start responding again. To the old ones, no, to the new ones. Yeah, to the new ones. And yeah, people yeah. were really happy because they're like, most consumer products don't give support at all. Yeah, I mean, I, I kind of think that when when something has an app, that that there's no support. Like, I, I can't imagine emailing Snapchat and expecting a reply. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it was. I, I think if you're an enterprise product, you do have some expectation of support. However, I I heard this awful story about some 
So hang, yeah. hang on a sec there, just to, on, on the topic yeah. of goal setting. Yeah, um, we're getting off topic, oh, and okay. one of the things we have to do to to make to make our goals is to like restrict going off topic and like. Thank you, Mister Bigger. Yeah, or should I say, Doctor Bigger? Um, <sighs> so, and by the way, um, thanks for keeping us back on track. I think part of the goal is, as you said, shepherding. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly, right. So you, you you have to cut out the unproductive stuff and say like, well, you know, this is this is interesting and this is fun, but let's let's cut that out because the most important thing is the thing that we all agreed was the most important thing. Yeah, exactly. So yeah. so so like customer support you said, yes, important, but at what yeah. degree are you giving customer support? Right, exactly. Are you spotting within an hour, within yeah. 2 days or within a week or never? Yeah. I think one of the things that that goes into this as well is is code reviews. Like People feel that code reviews are are essential, right? And then you end up with often a backlog of of unreviewed code and unreviewed pull requests that people are getting frustrated, maybe a bit rots. And actually, code reviews are not essential. Tell me more. I mean, you could just ship them. Yeah. Technically. Yeah. I mean, I, I particularly if you had a feature flag. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. If you use feature flags effectively, then yeah, you you could just ship them. Uh, um, thanks. Thanks for wearing your launch darkly shirt today. Oh, thank you. So, yeah, I mean, so like, so for code reviews, you could say, what is the purpose of this code review? Right, right. And the purpose of the code review is to make sure that the that the code works. But the so how you figure out if code works is you ship it. Well, Keith Raboy, who who I've mentioned several times, Raboy, Raboy, it's not the French way. So it's like Rabois or yeah, Rabois. Anyway, he gave a talk in YC's How to Start a Startup series. And one of the things he taught, he mentioned is having co-metrics. Um, so, like, whatever goal you have, you want to have a co-metric. What, what? So, like, we we want to like get way more people to the site, but the co-metric is we want to keep our conversion rate at ten percent. Well, yeah, because otherwise you over-optimize. I mean, that was a joke I was making about well, we need to finish on time. Well, why don't we just finish now then? Yeah, ex- exactly right. So, 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 so you can pick a co-metric. Uh, you know, this number must go up, and this number must not go down, or must stay the same, or or whatever at, at the same time. Well, because people optimize for metric. Yeah, like like I've, I've uh, heard of coders who are paid by line of code, and you know what happens then? Right, exactly. Or or coders who are, who are paid by like number of bugs they fix. Yeah. Ludicrous ideas that, that people have done a lot. Well, you 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 want to measure what you can, but right. then what happens is you're you're basically taking the balloon and squeezing it. Yeah. Now Spolsky really did have an article on uh, how knowledge workers game shit because they're good at gaming shit. So if you make a game, they will game it. Well, the gamification of gamification. Well, the gamification of of work. So like if you gamify. I mean, goals are essentially gamified work. But if you if you gamify it wrong, then pe- people will optimize for the goals that you set. And if you set the goals wrong, then you know you you're gonna get what what you think you'll get. Well, and then the, I mean, the terrible kind of natural play out of that is something like the Zenefit scandal. I'm gonna disagree there. Oh, this is great. Yeah, no, if, finally, like the I mean, the, the Zenefits thing was perfect. Well, they over-optimized for revenue and they under-optimized for um, compliance with government regulations. And they're worth a billion dollars now. So you're saying that uh, Parker? So so Parker got ousted. Presumably, he still owns like you know all the shares that he owns. So uh, he's he's a hundred millionaire, and now he doesn't work anymore. <laughs> so you're saying maybe this was his evil evil plan all along? No, no, I, I don't think it was his evil plan. And I should say I've met Parker, but I've I've never year, met. years ago and never discussed this. But he, he seems like a nice guy, and and good Circle CI customer, but. If I was in that position, you know, where, where essentially he became the fall guy, yeah, sure, take the fall. I've I've got a couple hundred million dollars. 
Um, I'll go do something else. Well, I think that speaks more. I mean, for for you. I mean, I, I know. Um, I don't, I've never met him, but I know that he, from what I've read, he was not happy about basically being booted out of his old company. I'm, I'm sure he's not happy about it, but like he he probably. I mean. Again, no idea, but I'm I'm imagining the, you know well, the situation in that I board meeting where someone says he has. Oh, you're right, you're right. We're, we're totally off topic. Yeah, we're, we, I mean this is this is an interesting topic in and of itself. But yes, it's, it's not a. I mean, I, I, to sum it up, if his goal is how can I? No, his his goal is probably stay at the company, and he probably didn't succeed at that. Yeah, um, but he did produce something big, so like the goal got hit to a certain extent. I think his goal was to be an Aaron Levy or a Mark Zuckerberg who yeah. was running a company, not. Right, right. The sidelined. Yeah, fair enough. Ex-founder. So yeah, you t- you tend to produce the goals that you hit, and often you know, related to that, I I, th- I think where people talk about sort of you know immoral Silicon Valley companies and, and and that sort of thing, what they're often hitting is someone who has a goal that they want to optimize that they don't necessarily. Use the same baseline ethics as as other people. So let, let, let's say, for example, the, the the dark UX patterns. Oh yeah. Or what, LinkedIn does a lot of dark UX these days, and it's like, yeah, I mean, they, they, they've got numbers that, that that they need to optimize and things they need to juice and, and twenty five billion dollar exits that they need to get to. And yeah, maybe maybe they don't do, or maybe the incentive isn't there to stay within, you know, patterns that that their users actually uh, like. Yeah, I, I can't comment on LinkedIn, but I know, I, I know that sometimes there's pressure to. Are they your customer? No, though I would like it if they were. Yeah, so I carry on. I think with every goal, there's the danger that meeting a primary goal yeah. might mean. Causing harm or causing negligence in a second, like a classic, yeah. a classic one that happens in marketing is we want more leads. Yeah, you get a lot more leads, and then your sales department says, "Well, these leads are all really shitty." Yeah, yeah, They're poor, poorly qualified. Yeah, so, so it's, like, it's like, well, or like um, on a consumer site, well, we want to get a lot more signups. Yeah, these signups aren't as high quality as the signups we used to get. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's just part of, and they're both kind of symptoms of the same thing, which is when you broaden your funnel. Yeah. You're broadening your funnel, and you're, yeah, exactly, you're yeah. not getting the same high quality traffic. Right. So the goal setting thing that that a lot of people these days like is is OKRs, and OKR stands for objectives and key results. Objectives you you, you set kind of like three high level company things, and then you set key results which indicate that you hit that objective. So there's, there's three key results for each objective, and you then pass them down by group. So like you have the company objectives, and then teams look at the company objectives and they pick their um, their team objectives, and then individuals. Oh my god, you're sighing. I've just seen this implemented so poorly. Um, like I was at a company where it was the end of the year, and we had to write our reviews, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Here's the objectives that you should have been doing the whole year. Please go write your results against these in your year-end review." Okay, so so what you're saying is that that when you take a system and you do a really shitty version of it, that it doesn't end up being good. I guess that's a fair point because it was like it was the year end, and it was like yeah, the, the, the other. It would have been good to know these objectives in January. That that would have helped me uh, be aligned against them. And the other one was, you know, we were at a big company, and our division really had nothing to do with these bigger objectives. Right, right, right. Like yeah. we were, it was like. This is totally well. Yeah. So I mean, you need an intermediary layer that's saying the reason for this division and how this division relates to the larger company objectives is 
I don't know, producing valuable research that will lead to the future of, of the growth. And then you have your objectives against those. Yeah, I think also, and you're right, maybe it was just the poor implementation of a process. I've noticed that people struggle a lot to get OKRs right, yeah. or especially especially the first time. Yeah. Um, and, and this is the thing that they say about goal setting in general and, and OKRs in, in specific, that like the first maybe two quarters that you set OKRs, you'll you'll get them wrong. And yeah. part of the upside of them is is actually getting it wrong. Like it teaches you about how hard it is to set goals and and you know how you change directions and you know how much you can actually produce versus how much you think you can produce. So I, I think getting it wrong, maybe not in the sort of Dilbert-esque way that your company got it wrong, but I, I think getting it wrong is 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 a learning experience. I think that's fair. I think my complaints might be like somebody complaining that agile is not good. It's like right, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like well, anything poorly applied is not good. Yeah. So the the specific way that 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 I failed the first time I tried to implement OKRs was the key result is very important, right? So the key result has to be like a number, so you have to measure. Yeah. And so you know the people would have tasks and they would have key results and. The key results were actually kind of hard to measure, or didn't directly measure the thing. So people would spend time working on on actually getting the right results, or sorry, not 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 the right results, but work on the on the results framework, you know, actually measuring things, and spend so much time on measuring things that it ended up being very difficult to actually. All the time was spent on measuring, not achieving the goal. Yeah. So so Sean Burns, co-founder of Flurry, uh, advisor mm-hmm. of Launch Sharkly. He paradoxically, for a dude who founded a metrics company, he says, "Don't measure everything." Right, right. Yes, definitely don't measure everything. Because he said, and and that's very scary to people because people think we live in a mixed panel Google Analytics, yeah. you know, monitoring world where everything should be measured. He's like, no. Yeah. If you measure everything, one, you're going to have a lot of error, and yeah. two, like you don't trust your data because then you're just in metrics perilous. Yeah, we instrumented every click. And we we measured every click, and then it was like, we don't know what these clicks are. We we don't know if you know this is the right thing to be in the funnel. Often it wasn't the click that was in the funnel. It should have been something else that was in the funnel. Um, and we ended up we wrote a blog post about this how how we tossed away yeah. our um our analytics and and switched to to new analytics. But like basically we measured so much that we didn't know what was signal and what was noise. Yeah, and I, I think there's this dream that people have this. Mass dat- data lake yeah, that they yeah. throw into Hadoop and get these wonderful insights. In yeah, reality, yeah, yeah. what happens is you have a lot of metrics which you're not even really sure what they're measuring. Yeah, yeah. And it becomes its own task just to sort that out. Like yeah. at, at TripIt, we had this metrics thing that it completely ballooned to the point where we were tracking like 200 daily metrics mm-hmm. and like nobody cared about it. So something would be very broken and we wouldn't notice it. Yeah, yeah. So like what we did is we just recombined and said, okay, these are the five to ten things we need to right. look at every day. And so, so this is why why people like OKRs. That like th- there's there's three of them at a company level, and then there's like three of them at a team level, and three of them at an individual level. And then you have like specific KRs, like specific numbers that are going up. And so at Circle, for example, you know we had ticket volume as an OKR. We need to get ticket volume down. And uh, well, that, that that's gameable though. Yes, no, you're right. And I mean it wasn't it wasn't the only. It wasn't. It wasn't the only metric. We also had like time to time to first response, time to resolution. You know, so, so like we definitely picked things that, while they were gameable, if you end up with people on, I, I like the phrase good faith. 
yeah. who, who are acting on, on them in good faith aren't going to game them because every metric is gameable. Every, every yeah, metric yeah, is yeah. gameable. And so, like, if if everyone's on the same page and going in, in the good direction, where you know, all of our support people we hired because they love giving support. Right? Yeah, they're great. And, I, and I, there's you have an awesome team. We well, thank you. We we really do. And I mean, the support team was entirely hired by, by Jim, the new CEO. So all, all all credit there. No love. That was, that was hired by Jim. Oh, I think. But he's great. Yeah, Lev Le- Le- Le is wonderful. So you know, the way that we get the ticket volume down is you put more in your docs, right? That's the easiest way. And at the time, our our docs were not that great. We added a, a discuss site. I think that was the first major change, so people could ask their questions there. And then when you have a question, it's you know it's it's already been answered in public. Yeah. And I think if I was to do the, the reason that we ended up with so many people emailing us was that in the early days we wanted people to email us oh, so yeah. that, so that we could you know maintain that, that that customer thing. And 4 years in, that's no longer the most valuable thing for the customer or for you. Well, it's it's like um at the beginning you do the things that don't scale because you right. want to have a one-to-one relationship with your yeah. customers. And you but you need to make that scale and often the obvious way to make it scale is like you know, let's throw more support people at it. Let, let's use a better uh, ticketing system where we can get through it faster. Let, let's you know focus a bit more on it or, or, or whatever instead of you know sort of you know taking a sidestep and saying um, maybe the original goals that, that we had for this weren't weren't the most important ones. Yeah, and I think where it breaks down is where you try to use your old system with your new scale. and you don't yep. realize that this is not helping anybody. Right, right, right. Like we'll still give one to one support except for we don't have time. So instead, we'll answer nobody. Yeah, yeah. Like whatever company that was, was it Tripit? Yeah, yeah. And they realized, and so that's that's when they put in all these new processes so yeah, that we can yeah. answer everybody. Yeah. So that's the sort of thing that you can do when you when you identify the goals. Yeah. So we we we, we had a goal, um, which was to reduce our server costs, and the guy we gave that goal to, who's just this. Incredibly amazing engineer at Circle. His name is Mahmoud, and we, we, we talked about 10x engineers. Re- recruiters everywhere are oh, like, no, 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 <laughs> googling. Anyway, don't recruit our 10x engineers. So this this task fell into fell into his department, and we had all these tasks, right? So we had like. Previously, we'd done like you know, oh, we need to we need to optimize in this way, and we need to make it better in this way. But when we said like, actually, we don't care about the tasks, right? All yeah. we care about is the goal. And he's like, you know, I'm going to do a two day spike on this thing that might work to reduce the goal. And so he did he did some modeling and you know made some experiments and determined that the uh, that the spot market was a thing that would reduce our costs. By the end of the quarter he'd have the costs. Wow. And yeah, and, the, the, and we we had a goal of like 25%. So he so he doubled the goal. I think this goes back to something we talked about before which was problem solution implementation. Uh-huh. Yeah. And I think I think goals go back to that. I right. think where goals do poorly is where you give people an implementation. Yeah, yeah. Like your goal is to implement this. Yes. Versus we, right. your goal, like if you just said, hey, here's all the projects to go implement to bring down our server cost. Yeah. He would have met those goal, but he wouldn't have really solved the root thing. Yeah. One of the areas that that, that this uh, comes up a lot is is growth. Right, so you have like, oh, you know, we're we're going to we're going to do this task that that will that will help with growth, and and the successful growth hackers, what they did was they said the numbers are what matters, and we don't actually know what's going to succeed in the metric, and so we we need we need a process by which we experiment quickly, and the way this was put to me is that the success 
like the, the OKR that you need for a growth team is number of experiments. Right? Yeah, velocity. I mean, right. so um, so Sean Ellis, have you ever met him? Yep, I haven't met him, but I, I know. Cool guy. I love him. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's it's all about velocity. Right, right, right. So I, I think this came to me indirectly via Sean Ellis because Bubba is a good friend of his, and uh, Bubba's my VC. Um, I just love the name Bubba, by the way. I, well, he's also a great guy. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I think the pe- the mistake people make with growth hack is the latter word, where they think it's like there's one easy trick. Right. Yes. Yes. I mean, it's it's a hack, right? There's just one of them. We make the button red instead of instead of orange, and and suddenly it works. Or like we change the subject line to this one, and suddenly yeah. it spikes. What really what what experimentation is? I, I did a lot. It's just a grind. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a grind. If you knew, and and like when you find. The one thing that works, of course, you're like, oh, why didn't I just do that one thing? Yeah, yeah, and 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 the answer is that you needed the process, and the process was dictated by the goals. Yeah, and you you need you need a process, and you need to do all those things that don't work to find the one thing that does work. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. and the thing that might work is very temporal. Yeah, like Facebook ads, I think are less and less useful. They were very useful five mm-hmm. or six years ago. Yeah, yeah. So this is drifting away from our goals. So let's get it back. Well, so I. I think in general, the the concept of goal setting is like I think it's a thing that engineers don't like. They don't like setting goals. They like this organic. Oh, we'll you know figure out the problem, then we'll solve it, then we'll figure out the next problem, then we'll solve it. And you know, it's it's we we should all know what the thing is. We don't we don't need organizational level goals. Like what is this bullshit? What's and leads to planning meetings and and weekly scrums that that turn into like two hour backlogs. Triaging, blah, 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 blah. yeah. I have been in an organizational hell. I've mm-hmm. been in one of those circles that you described of right. Dante's hell. Yeah. Actually, the one of the best goal setting things that that I ever saw. It was it was this organic thing in Mozilla. It was done largely by a guy called Nicholas Nethercote, who's one of those PhD savants that I talked about last week. He, he's one of the guys who wrote Valgrind, and. He set up this process of reducing the memory footprint in Firefox. And like that was the goal. Firefox uses way, way too much memory. And over the course of several years, every Tuesday there was a meeting. And on the Tuesday meetings, they triaged the memory bugs that they had, they prioritized them, and then they found people to work on the highest priority things. And that was what they did for two years. And the memory footprint of Firefox plummeted over that time. Yeah, because as a result of of this. So, so at the beginning, I and s- sorry, just, just one more thing. They had. I'm gonna let you finish. Yeah, they. I'm gonna the, let you finish. They they had a chart literally of you know the, the memory footprint of Firefox. It was it was called I think Are We Slim Yet? <laughs> uh, and you can go to areweslimyet.com because Mozilla is all all in the open and it was and it's a graph and you can see it dropping. I also love that the URL could be interpreted as, as Are We Slimy Yet? <laughs> No, I love that, but I think I think the important thing with goals is that people, at least for me, so I've realized if you set a goal, that means that other things will not get done. Yes, yes. And you have to be very explicit about that. Right. Like the the, the question: the world is what, not in- what are we not going to do in order to achieve this thing? Is is important because it's too easy to say, oh, we also need to do this. Well, that's from the very beginning. That's why I was pressing you on. You know, well, we need to do this big project, but our customer support can't slip at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. something is going to slip here, and you have to be very explicit with yourself and your team, mm-hmm. whether these are personal or public goals, about what's slipping. Like yeah. I, I'm, 
in my own life, I'm pretty disciplined. I'm like, sometimes, you know, I'm like, is it more important that I run or I hang out with friends? Mm -hmm. I'll be like, it's more important that I run this week. Do you tie that back to like monthly goals that you set or something along those lines? Yeah. Right. So you have like monthly goals. I need to run 10 times this month or something. They're usually tied to a big race. Right. Okay. So like, I, I really wanted to finish a couple big 100 mile races. And I said, mm-hmm. when in, in the lead up to that, that that was my priority. Right. Uh, above, you know, hanging out with people. Yeah. Right now, I'm like, you know what? I miss hanging out with people. I'm not yeah. going to prioritize running right now. A while back, I started setting monthly goals and, and weekly goals. Just like, what, what do I want to accomplish this week? But the thing that really, that really, really works for me is, is daily goals, where at the start of a day where I want to accomplish something, which is occasionally now, but that sometimes you know, has, been, has been every day, I'll sit down with a piece of paper and I'll, I'll divide up the piece into hours of the day, like 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. I'll write all the things down that I want to accomplish and then I'll find places that they go on, on the thing. And if, if there's no place for it to go, then you know something needs to get cut from the list, and and you know it might be an important thing for the monthly goals, but you know there's urgent things, there's important things, and I need to prioritize them in. I I forget who invented this and got to maybe like six sixth hand, but it's a really awesome personal productivity thing that, that that's really worked for me. Yeah, I did that. Um, so in college, I was getting an engineering degree, which was kind of a full time load. Mm-hmm. And then I decided I would get an econ degree at the same time, which was also kind of a full time load. Mm. So I was very disciplined down to like half hour blocks of like, I'm going to work on materials engineering right now. Right. I'm going to go do my um, labor economics paper. Yeah. And I would be disciplined about also what I was not going to do that day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think where people get into trouble is they think that everything will magically happen on its own. Yeah. And if you just like have a bucket of things, if you don't schedule them, like they'll. We'll we'll just get to that next, you know. Time is fungible. We'll we'll finish one. We'll do the next one, and we can kind of organically. Or that everything needs to be perfect within its own bucket, rather than mm. there's some virtue of, like I said, the trade-off between right. shipping early. There's that saying: um, plans are worthless, but planning is everything. <laughs> uh, I believe uh, Eisenhower said that one. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, the other the other war-related planning one was uh, von Mulke said. Uh, no plan survives first contact with the enemy. Well, the one I always remember is um, from Greg Brockway at Tripit. Mm-hmm. A good plan today is far better than a perfect plan next week. Right. Yeah. And he they very much had a philosophy of we need to move. Right. Uh, Brendan Ike at, at Mozilla used to say, uh, you know, "Perfect is the enemy of good." I, yeah. I think that's a very common thing that people say. But yeah, and yeah. I think I think you need to have a philosophy that, and I, this is what I loved about Tripit, and I, I thought it was very. Awesome to get to work with great mentors like that, as they mm. very much encourage that. I think where companies get into trouble is where they say, "Let's ship early, ship often," and then there's this acrimony and backbiting about, "Oh, we ship something that broke." Why? Yeah, yeah. And where the ship early, ship often doesn't have like a, a direction of like, you know, why didn't we ship X? It's like, well, because we were just like shipping early and often. We're not. We didn't prioritize shipping X. Yeah. Or uh, whereas at Tripit, they're like, "Hey, we shipped." Wasn't quite right. Got these bugs. Okay, fix. Move on. Yep. Instead yep. of where I've seen it break down is at other companies where we need to fix our processes so we everything is perfect and the right thing when it ships and we need to ship more often. It's like yeah, you, you can't do all this. Right. Uh, somehow we managed to actually tie this back to continuous delivery. Well, you know, it's. I think we've met our goal of a podcast. Any final thoughts, Paul? Uh, no. Let's just let it trail off awkwardly. 
Thanks for listening to this episode of To Be Continuous, brought to you by Heavybit and hosted by me, Paul Bigger of CircleCI, and Edith Harbaugh of LaunchDarkly. To learn more about Heavybit, visit heavybit.com. While you're there, check out their library, home to great educational talks from other developer company founders and industry leaders. Thank you.